and knows how to play poker. 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 But do you know how to play poker well? Well, get ready to talk poker strategy with the people who run the games. Hear interviews with the stars. Get information on when to play, where to play, and how to play better poker. 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 This is Poker Action Live, a weekly poker show with your hosts, Big Dave Lemon and Joe Rodriguez. And thanks for joining us. Another edition of Poker Action Line is, well, not on the air, but uh, on the Internet <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> anyway, you have your choice of when you want to listen to it. You can always do that, obviously, by going to iTunes or checking out our website at PokerActionLine.com. A uh, good place to listen to the show is uh, Hold'em Radio Network, uh, doing a nice job carrying our show. You can pick up the Poker Fuse podcast page, hear it there. Uh, so many different ways, or Stitcher Radio, so uh, there's lots of ways to hear the show, and we're glad you picked up one of those, or maybe found a way of your own. I'm sure there's other ways to access the show out there. Uh, no guests tonight. We will uh, we will plug along with uh, some talk about the uh, World Series of Poker uh, television programs, which I got a chance to see uh, the opener, the first uh, main event. Uh, was it interesting? It was interesting. Uh, they had Greg Raymer at the feature table, sitting right next to Ryan Reese. Oh, so that's a good start. Good uh, former uh, main event winner. Yeah, some a lot of interesting uh, hands. Uh, getting a good look at Maria Ho in action. Who uh, they showed an unbelievable suck out uh, that she was uh, pretty much almost walking away from the table when she. Uh, when she hit the suck out? Yeah, she hit the suck out card. I think it was a third king or something on the river and uh, beat someone else's set. Uh, so, you know, a lot of good stuff, and of course, all the great uh, interviews and great stories, which we'll, uh, we'll get to some of that tonight. Also, I wanted to talk about an article uh, some, from some time back right, by Ed Miller. We talked about Ed Miller last week, and he's one of our favorite writers. Uh, writes regularly in Card Player Magazine. He's written several books. His latest one is called The Course, and you can pick that up. Uh, one of the top poker writers out there just uh, has a great, easy way of explaining uh, poker strategy without getting too complicated so that uh, some of the dullards like myself uh, have no problem uh, Don't call something. yourself a dullard. You know, the <laughs> beginners, the beginners who don't the know novice, the novice, The improving novice players. Okay, we'll put it that way. Uh, anyway, and also uh, one of the things I want to talk about tonight is the uh, 2016 nominees for the Poker Hall of Fame came out this week. And we'll talk about some of that and some of our favorites as well. So uh, what you been doing, Joe, uh, this last week? Uh, Working, getting ready to prepare for my trip to Iowa. Yeah, you got two trips coming up for the uh, PPC Aruba guys. And uh, they've, they've got an event now going on in Tampa. So the, the guy who's live reporting from over there, uh, Mark Hoke, uh, will meet me in Iowa as we do our as we do, uh, the our stuff over there, so to speak. They're, they're sending I'm, you to Iowa and Kansas. They can't send you to Vegas? What's going on? No, I'm telling you. I'm, 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 I'm putting <laughs> in for those, but I, I hope it, it, it ends with me going to Aruba come November. Well, yeah, that's, you know, that's, that's the payoff That's their right world there. championship, and it's a beautiful place uh, in Aruba where they play the, the poker matches over there. And uh, let me tell you, this year they're guaranteeing half a million dollars, and I think they're going to crush that. Yeah, it's uh, it's slowly grown. And I remember the first year; I think they had about thirty players. And uh, yeah. I remember when Will Faila was on the show. He said, "What did they do? Have a sit and go down there?" <laughs> well, listen, uh, but Brian they have and Sandy they have worked have done hard. These guys, yeah, job done a great job hard. of promotion. Uh, they, you know, they do what you need to do when you have a fledgling tour, and that is uh, be trustworthy and fair. Uh, take care of your players, and they they do that all the time. They really do. They they. 
You know, they promote the rooms that they work in very well on their website. You know, they're handling it. They have live streaming on the final table in all these places. So people, you know, the, the people can watch them. Their friends and family can watch them. And like you said, for a company kind of starting up and it's small, you know, they, they catered more to the to the $300 buy-in is their, like their big main event ones. Right, and, right. and, you know, it's a great vacation. It's a great chance to win a lot of money down in Aruba. You know, the, giving away those packages are the exciting things at, yeah. these, at these tournaments. Do you like corn? Do I like corn? Yeah. I better like it, huh? <laughs> Since I'm flying into Omaha and then going to Iowa, so I better like corn. Uh, Council Bluffs is the uh, dog track up there where you're playing at. I think the 23rd is the uh, first day of the main event, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, I no, I go up there. Uh, yes, the first day of the main event. I get up there. I leave on Tuesday. They start with some minor tournaments, smaller tournaments on Wednesday, and I'm not. I think sh- I think the 23rd is the 20, which is 24th Friday. is the right, two days. Right, 25 Friday and Saturday, and then the final table. I mean, the final day uh, is Sunday the 25th. And the location of the next one? Did you get a it's name on that? North uh, Harris uh, in Kansas City. It's the North Harris uh, in Kansas City. I've been trying to figure it out here, trying to get it on their pre on their upcoming tours, uh, but I'm getting Kansas City. So hopefully before the show is over, I will get a, a name for that. You can get us. Maybe you can get a self-driving Uber car. There. There. <laughs> They're trying I'm to have stuff to, out. I'm going to have to start Ubering. Yeah, I don't know how well that's going to work for these people. You know, a little off topic. You know, I follow a bunch of poker players uh, on on Twitter, and uh, really some interesting conversations. And the the talk got to Uber. And it was pretty funny because uh, this is kind of off uh, poker topic exactly, but, you know, you do a lot of traveling and uh, you need rides to places uh, in towns that you go to. If you don't want to rent a car for the time you're there, you might take a lot of Uber rides. And and the conversation came around to uh, whether it was cool to ride in the front seat on an Uber car. Do you have anybody ever get in the front seat with you? All the time. Yeah. They ask me. Do you ask them? I, well, the only time I've asked people to actually sit in the front are on two occasions. Before it became, quote, legal in, in, in Dade County here in Miami uh, at the airport. Right. You know, then you used to yeah, hide you your did, Uber. You, you didn't you want hit. to have them in the back seat right. so that you take a chance of getting pulled over. Exactly. So people said, hey, sit in the front. I'm going to come out and, you know, shake your hand like I know you, like your family or friends. And, and you had to put your all the stuff that that you have for your Ubering, I'd put my phone away, the sign, and everything else. Now, the only time I've asked people to sit in the front outside of that is now that they have pool rides. Where you have more than one person. More than one person. So if I have somebody, and I have tinted windows, so when I'm pulling up to a stop and I've already got somebody in the back seat, I'd say 95 to 97% of the people are customary going into the back like in a taxi. So when I have somebody already sitting there, they actually don't see them through the tinted window. So I said, listen, I have somebody in the back. Would you like to sit in the front? And then they'll 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 hop in. The I would rather seat. sit in the front. I get kind of car sick sometimes riding in the back seat. So depending on I'm uh, I'm a lot like you, Dave. I I don't I don't ride real well in the back seat. Uh, you know, uh, I'm usually the one driving. Obviously, that's why I like to drive and I, I enjoy doing Uber. But uh, you know, uh, I'm not a big back seat person myself. Well, I know you take a regular shower too, unlike some of the cab drivers down here in South Florida. Yeah. So uh, you and don't have I, that as a problem. No, and you know, it's funny. I get complimented on how well my car smells all the time, and they're like, "Oh, it, it smells so orangey and it smells so good in here." And I tell them the secret is, 
Uh, and I'm, we'll be giving a plug here for Lysol Orange. <laughs> Lysol Orange. I love orange. I love the smell of orange. So I, love it. So I, I would be all for that. And people go, oh, do you spray for the smell? And I'd say, well, yes, I do for the smell. But, you know, we do get some people who come in here coughing and sneezing in the car. And you don't want your, your next rider to get sick. So I usually just spray the area where, where they sat and give a quick spray to the whole car. So it smells good. And hopefully no one has gotten sick of my car. Well, I have looked at uh, uh, some of these comments, and, and, and one of the things I picked up was that it seems to be less acceptable here in the States to sit in, in the front seat of, a, of an Uber car than it is in Europe. In Europe, it's just like not a big deal and kind of a normal course of I, You know what it is? I think that it's just the ingrained in, in our society to sit in the back when you're, when you're getting driven you're somewhere. Cabs, you know? So you're, you're just... You know, you, you, your instinct is to open that back door and sit in the back. I've had people ask me the same exact question you're asking me right now. Do you prefer this? And let me tell you, when they're next to me, you know, if people want to engage in conversations, for me, I love it because, you know, I've met a lot of interesting people. I don't know if I've mentioned on the show, but, you know, one of my most interesting people that I've had in my car was Clarissa Shields, right, two-time Olympic gold medalist, okay, and... Um, she she was fantastic to talk to, you know. Uh, just, she just sat wanna, in the back. Just won a gold in Rio, she right? Just won a gold the Saturday before the games closed. She won. She's the only uh, uh, American athlete Olympian to win two gold medals in boxing because obviously in the men's sport they usually turn pro. But you know, it's she won the first ever uh, women's boxing gold medalist. I know she won a second one here now in Rio. I don't know if any of our other girls in boxing won a gold. So I don't know if she's still the only one with a gold medal, but uh, she was a great ride. Get to the house and shows me, oh, you see, that's my cousin. He won a, a silver or bronze in the 2004 games. And, you know, I told her, I said, well, nobody's going to be messing with your family. That's <laughs> exactly. for sure. Well, Joe Stapleton uh, started this thread, and uh, Joe is uh, like the color commentator on a lot of TV events. He's also a, a part-time uh, stand-up comedian, real funny guy, and he says his main – his uh, his tweet was, I might be weird, but at least I'm not get in the front seat of Uber weird. <laughs> so for him, it's a weird thing. And, and uh, another guy said, you know, in Montreal, he, when he came into it, he said, they asked you to go in the front seat because uh, they didn't want to get harassed by the police, which you mentioned, or have their windows bashed in by real cabbies. Yeah, you ever have, that, you, you ever have a, any problem with the real cab drivers? No, not down here, not one single problem. It's legal now, so if they ever did that, they... Now, you know, um, my brother-in-law, who's, who's married to a beautiful Colombian woman, her father drives a cab in, in Cartagena, Colombia, and I know that they have had major issues with the people trying to freelance an Uber over there in Colombia. I had just had somebody, I'm trying to remember what European country it was, and they were like, no, you know, the cabs <laughs> over there will destroy anybody driving their car in Uber. So... Yeah, it's not widely, I mean, it's not accepted everywhere in the world. Well, it's like some people like to socialize uh, the same in a cab. The cab driver might want to start a conversation, uh, which you really shouldn't do, obviously, unless the people let on that they want to talk to you. Uh, Some guy pointed out uh, from Seinfeld, Elaine Bennis, the time she pretended she was deaf. So she didn't want to talk to the 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 cabbie, so it was a pretty funny scene. uh, the other one is Joseph Chong here was got into it and uh, you know a nice kid uh, you know great poker player says I am currently in the front seat of one and the small talk has ended screw, <laughs> screw this 
<laughs> so not a good experience. Well, for listen, it's it, you have to. Uh, it's very easy for me, Dave. Listen, I, we do this show. I, you know, being the manager, a lot of it was a social aspect of meeting and talking with people. So when people get in, I say hello, how's your day been? You know, this that, and the other. And I would say probably 65 to 70 percent want to have a conversation because they hate the awkwardness. Yeah. Others just want quiet. I always ask people, oh, you know, what would you like to listen to on the radio? What station do you like to listen to? And they're like, oh, no, whatever you want. And I get surprised because I get so many people telling me, oh, I don't I I can't see myself asking someone to put out my music. And I tell them, listen, I look at this this way. You're you're paying me to take you somewhere, so this is your car while you're in it. So you offer to change the I, channel. I, yeah, and, uh, and people you, go. You pull out your uh, CDs. Uh, no, no. Listen, <laughs> I've got Sirius XM satellite, so okay. they. I tell them you can pick a channel if you're used to listening to something there. What kind of what type if, of what music? If they, what if they pick the bluegrass channel? That, well, bluegrass. Listen, I've had some no, stations. I, I love I've had some stations. Uh, I've had national, the Haiti national radio station down here in Miami. Played some uh, different music, to say the least. Uh, but it's funny because people go, so I, I get this response where they go, uh, oh, you know, I like everything. You know, I, I can listen to all different types of music. And I go, me too. And, I go, and if I couldn't before I started this job, I do now because I've heard so many different things. <laughs> exactly. People, I also have the aux cord so people can play their own music. So, you know, I, I try to make it a very fun experience. I love it when someone des- decides to engage me in conversation when we have a long ride, because when it's just quiet... Do you bring up poker to anybody? I have picked up poker players. I have picked up at the Hard Rock, bringing them back into Miami. I've picked up some people from Miami, bringing them to the Hard Rock, and to other things. And, yeah... And you talk know, strategy? We tell we, them stories yeah, about uh, with, running a poker room. And I also let them know. I've had them... I've had them t- I tell them our show, and they, they bring it up on their phone. They go, that, and I go, that's my partner, Dave. There you go. So, uh, yeah, we discuss... You know, like I said, they... Listen, when it comes to poker down here, you know, uh, like I tell everybody, one of the greatest things on my resume is telling people that I was one of the original 12 dealers that dealt poker the first night it was ever legal in wow. the state of Florida. Yeah. And they're like, wow, really? And and I live close to Miccosukee, so when I tell them that Miccosukee was the first place that had it and they didn't know this, you know, a lot of young people. You know, I'm telling stories to people who weren't even born when I was starting to deal poker, so... Uh, you know, I I love engaging this and and doing everything there. I well, really enjoy that aspect. Two of the good job. points for sitting in the front seat, as people say, the front seats are usually more comfortable, usually have more room, and the AC is better in the front seat. Yeah, well, you're getting blasted by the vents there. So, uh, but so but I've had women. some people are, are are really cool with it. Other people think it's really strange. Like this guy uh, Stapes said, uh, uh, "What's the funny line that he had? He's a funny guy." He said, uh, you can get in the front, one guy once told me, and I was pretty sure either way that might be the last words I ever hear. <laughs> yeah, let me tell you, there, I have had so many people tell me, man, nobody wants to discuss anything with you. Now, down here, and I don't know where these people are telling me they're getting their Uber, you know what the other problem is, Dave? Language. You have, you know, uh, this is the remark I get, I mean, the response I get a lot of times when I go, hey, you know, hey, happy, you know, welcome, so-and-so, you know, happy, you know, how are you, this, that, and the other. They're like, oh, I'm just so happy to hear you speak English, man. I can't get anybody who understands (laughs) me in this, you know, and obviously we have a lot of Latins and Haitians down here, so there's, English is not their first language, so if English isn't your first language, I would imagine 
unless it's a Latin person, you're, you're not going to feel very comfortable trying to engage in a conversation. Well, thanks for joining us, folks, for this uh, the Uber, Uber promo, promo. The, the Uber 10-minute <laughs> promo. Uh, no, seriously, uh, do we have to give Lyft equal time? Well, listen, I drove for Lyft. I no longer drive for them. Uh, it's just, for me, it was a different experience driving really? for Lyft because their app at the time that I was driving, the last time I drove for them was six, seven months ago. People tell me, oh, you should just reapply and get back in there. Uh, you know, they I, offer I just me, had they issues. They offer me $50 uh, uh, to use in 10 rides, $5 off on 10 consecutive rides if I want to. But right. I, I, I actually downloaded their app, and uh, I've never used it. I've never used Uber either, though. Uh, yeah, well, you know what the funny part is? I've never used... Uh, the only time I've been in an Uber ride was because my daughter asked for one when we were in New Orleans uh, last summer. So that's the only time. I have the app, but I haven't even uh, <laughs> I haven't even opened the account up for me to ta- take it as still, a rider. I still got your card you gave me for, for $20 There you, there off, you so go. So maybe someday I'm going to I'm gonna have to download the app and get it on my phone because uh, I'll be using Uber once I get out there to, uh, to Omaha from the airport to Council Bluff and Kansas City Airport to Kansas City. Okay. Well, that killed some good time. Uh, (laughs) There's people out there going, I thought this was a poker show. Yeah, well. Well, we'll get into full-time poker here uh, as we uh, take a look at uh, the Hall of Fame nominees when we come back from our first break. Uh, Also wanted to mention uh, that the the Borgata Poker Open uh, is underway, and uh, they are in, like, Event 9. I was looking at some of the winners. I didn't really see too many people I knew, but I did see that in some of these bigger events that uh, a lot of players I recognize were playing. Uh, their main event comes up this weekend, and then uh, the WSOP circuit is uh, headed to uh, to Tunica or Biloxi Tunica area for the uh, IP tournament, uh, Imperial Palace, and uh, that's coming up uh, on Friday. Well, you know something, Dave. I saw that Borgata was coming up this week, and I, I never looked at their last few numbers. But you know, ever since that chip scandal, uh, the, doesn't seem to affect them. One I wondered bit. if it's affected them no, at all. No, and that's, it, does. Uh, it really hasn't. And that's a casinos are closing in Atlantic City, so that's, I guess that's <laughs> a tribute to them that that after that that you know scandal, and it took so damn long for for the New Jersey State Commission to act on that and to come up with a resolution for that that. You know that they didn't have any effects. That's, yeah, that's it's very, pretty. It's very, very amazing, yeah, but it's it a really, really good place. And uh, although uh, Atlantic City's dropped off over the years, that can still considered to be the greatest place in Atlantic City. And, and and they're not even on the boardwalk, which is the right. amazing part. Right. Uh, the main event, by the way, from the uh, Biloxi tournament, which is at the Imperial Palace, uh, is starts on Friday, 11 a.m. is a day. Day 1A and Day 1B is the following day at 11. So uh, they're kind of winding down there in that series. But the but the Borgata has a long ways to go. And uh, I know a lot of people from South Florida are traveling up for that, in fact. Yeah, well, listen, <laughs> the poker world kind of really never takes a break. There isn't much of a lull any any part of the season anymore. Right, exactly. Well, uh, we'll get to the Poker Hall of Fame. I thought it's always fun to talk about that. Uh, a lot of the repeat... Uh, Candidates are are back on the ballot this year. Ten uh, nominees, no women this year, and uh, that's a little bit surprising. But uh, 
Uh, we'll take a look and we'll see uh, who Joe thinks maybe should be in there. I know one of his favorite guys is uh, on the list here, and a lot of people are really uh, in the corner of the bull, Carlos Mortensen. So we'll talk about that when we come back. Uh, a little later in the show, we'll talk a little uh, poker strategy and uh, a great article by Ed Miller. We we mentioned Ed Miller last week, but uh, I found another one that I wanted to talk about, and it's uh, when is it right to fold aces? I mean, we know that aces get cracked from time to time, and uh, you know it's a great, obviously, the best hand in poker to be dealt. But uh, to start, it doesn't uh, it doesn't hold up a lot of times. People get two pairs on the on a flop, and uh, you know people get a set, and all of a sudden, uh, you know, if you're married to those aces, you can lose your stack real quick. Yeah, well, especially if you don't get it all in before the flop. So I'm curious to hear what Ed has. to and say And a lot about of people it. think they're going to slow play it, that they're going to make a bunch of extra money by not by just uh, smooth calling or making a small raise. And uh, you know, it's I, it's hard to say exactly when that's the right thing to do, but. Uh, you got to be careful. I mean, it's very easy. Listen, you can't play them the same way all the time. You right. can't just raise all in every single time or else you're never going to get action or rarely get action. You know, I think the scenario as to when it's your turn to act and how many have acted before you and after you determines on how I want to play the aces, you know. Well, we'll get to this later in the show, but uh, just off the top of your head, uh, what do you think is more frustrating, to to lose with aces or to not even make a huge, uh, you know, bet or a shove and uh, not make any money, have everybody fold. Well, that's a, it's close, isn't it? Well, not really. I don't want to lose a big hand with aces. I'd rather have everybody how about fold. Lose a, how about not getting any hand at all, not getting any action at all? Well, it's better than losing a lot of chips. It, it is, but uh, not by much. <laughs> not by much. Well, it, it, it all depends. If it's a tournament and you've lost chips, well, it doesn't really matter. Anytime you lose a lot of chips because you got aces cracked, you sit back and go, why didn't everybody just fold? Yeah. Every single player will ever tell you that. That, oh, my God, after this, after this outcome, I wish everybody had folded and I had just picked up the blinds. Yeah. You know, yes, it's frustrating when you got aces and you don't get any action. And people will tell you, oh, that's terrible. But now talk to them after they've had aces cracked and, and see how, how bad they think uh, everybody folding with pocket aces is. You've got to find a, a, a common middle ground to, to try to get action in there without shoving it in and not getting nobody to play back with. It all depends on your style, Big Dave. Yeah. If you haven't played a hand for two hours and all of a sudden you shove, you know, I, I think if we were playing the match game, everybody would say, what, is, what does Big Dave Lemon have? Aces, aces, aces. So your style of play will probably determine a whole lot as to how much action you get on it and how much you can extract from the other players. And then, again, when you do get players in there, if you get more than one or two, you're at best a 50-50 chance of winning. So. Well, a lot of times there's a promotion out there that you can make money if you get your aces cracked, so that makes you play completely different, doesn't it? Not really, because usually the the ace is cracked unless you're playing in a very low limits game, you know, where you, the most you're you're buying is twenty dollars because you're playing a one two game mm -hmm. and they're paying you fifty or a hundred bucks for aces cracked, then you hope to lose with them. Now you're playing yeah, you're playing well, a, you're playing in a ten twenty five game, you know you, they, they, they can they can take that one hundred dollars and shove it up you know where after you've lost a, you know a few thousand dollars because your aces got cracked. Is it a promotion that's disappearing? I think it is. It's, it, I don't it, see it much I, When I used it, it never really attracted anybody because really? the only ones who actually wanted to play for it were my low-level games. 
And the high limit people were like, what the hell is this? You know, I don't want to lose with aces to pick up 100 bucks when, I, when I've just lost 5000 in a pot. Yeah, right. You know, you, you, you're going to throw that in the garbage, uh, so to speak, because you're so pissed off you lost that. So the smaller rooms, you know, you see that. I see that in, in Vegas and where they have a lot of smaller rooms. But when you're trying to generate a promotion for a room that has 20, 30 tables, you've got to put it down here. Obviously, it's the high hand and as to how they go about it. I mean, Hialeah did something that was amazing, $400 every 10 minutes, right, high right, hand, right, right. $2,400 an hour. I had people talking about it. Right. I've been helping George Lopez and Jose with their poker room. I've been teaching a lot over the last two weeks, and that's all anybody talked about as soon as that promotion came out. Right. You know, oh, you're going to Hialeah because $400 every 10 minutes. You know, I got six chances to hit a high hand in the hour. You know, and if you hit a high hand, you don't have to sweat it all for the whole hour or half hour. So down here, it's a completely different animal yeah. than other places. I don't know how they survive. Kind of amazing. Uh, let's tell you about Gulfstream Park. Uh, ladies, listen up to this one because a uh, big promotion coming this weekend. Another great weekend coming to Gulfstream Park, uh, racing and uh, slots, uh, of course, you have the poker room, which we love. But uh, they got a special promotion this week, and it has to do with the racing. And it's its popular Girls Got Game betting challenges coming up on Saturday. It's in the sport of King's Theater, uh, which is across the way from the uh, poker room and uh, on the other side of the breezeway. And uh, ladies, you can uh, get involved. $50 in advance or 60 the day of uh, of the action on Saturday. And it will include a buffet lunch, prizes, health screenings, and a cooking demonstration by celebrity chef Michelle Bernstein. Uh, she's one of the big names here in South Florida. And you'll receive a swag bag, a $2 win, and $2 win and place vouchers on six of the races. So um, betting-wise, uh, you pretty much get your 50 bucks back just <laughs> even if you don't hit a race. But uh, you hit a couple races, it's going to be great. Um, those races, of course, from the Gulfstream Park track and uh, on simulcast from Laurel Park. Anyway, that's all coming up this Saturday. Uh, first race post time is 1235. So uh, check it out this weekend. It's uh, it's a fun weekend. Uh, if you've been trying to get your wife to go, maybe she'll uh, get involved. You plop down 50 bucks ahead of time for her, and uh, she gets some free bets out of it. Uh, take home a swag bag and uh, have lunch and a lot of other things, and, and plus the camaraderie with the other ladies there. Nancy Berry is the contact no, person there at the track. You can reach her at 954-457-6284. That's 954-457-6284. Girls got game this weekend on Saturday. And uh, don't forget to stop by the poker room. Uh, great action. You'll enjoy it there. A lot of fun, nice people, and you'll enjoy it. Gulfstream Park is located in Hallandale Beach at 901 South Federal Highway. Uh, check it out and tell them that Big Dave and Joe sent you over. This is Poker Action Line. Hi, this is Big Dave from PokerActionLineRadio.com. I want to let all avid poker players know about a great new lottery game that was developed by one of our sponsors, Atlantic West Management Group. This game is now available worldwide on the Internet and will be served as Place Your Chips Caribbean and operated on the Internet as an international lottery by Atlantic West. The Texas Hold'em poker-like game is perfectly legal everywhere and presented as a lottery game with tickets available on the Internet. You can win pick six lottery tickets and cash prizes by using your poker playing skills. It's open to lottery players worldwide, and right now this game is in a play-for-free test mode, and you are not obligated to purchase anything. You can get 50,000 free play chips per ticket for the purpose of evaluating the game with no prizes awarded until the game goes live. 
A lottery customer can purchase a ticket with a unique number that will grant them entry into one of many Texas Hold'em poker tables with a chip stack and like a lottery game, the prize value will be based on ticket sales. That chip stack will be valid for the remainder of the week as players can access the site as often as they like to try and take the chip lead. At the end of the week, the highest chip stacks will be awarded lottery prizes, and if you lose all your chips, the lottery ticket becomes null and void. As with regular lottery games, you can purchase as many entries as you like. However, each ticket stands on its own merit, and much like the regular lottery, the results of multiple tickets cannot be combined toward a prize. The name of this game is Place Your Chips Caribbean, and you can access a live demonstration of the game right now at www.placeyourchipscaribbean.com. We believe that when it goes live soon, there will be a heavy demand for this game, as most lottery players would much rather have some say in the outcome of their lottery result. Their odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the Play for Free demonstration and hope that you will join us when the Play for Real game becomes available later this year. It's tough to break into a career. Everybody wants to hire someone with experience. But how can you get experience if no one will hire you? Employers like to see that you've done the hands-on work. In the Guard, you can get paid training in your specialty. Then go out and apply those skills in the civilian world. I wouldn't be where I am today without the Guard. I'm serving my country, and I'm succeeding in the National Guard. Call 1-800-GO-GUARD and ask how you can get the job skills you need for the career you've always wanted in the National Guard. Welcome back to the show. Big David Joe having a good time tonight uh, here in our studios in South Florida as we bring you another edition of Poker Action Line. And uh, we hope you stick around. Join us every week. Uh, next week, Joe will be gone and the following week yes, as well sir. in his tour tournament. So uh, that kind of changes up the show a little bit. I do have some guest hosts lined up. Uh, Corey Zeidman, who is one of the uh, fine stud players out there, um, seven-card stud, has won a bracelet in the past and... Uh, uh, is somewhat well known for his uh, slow roll of uh, Jen Harmon years ago, which, which we, we, discussed. we talked on the show, yeah. and we kind of uh, totally understand where he, he was coming from. Let on me that. tell you, people he don't got, give him a break, though. He got raked over the coals yeah. over this, especially yeah. on all of this. Uh, he says that him and Jen Harmon are cool now with everything, but when he gave his explanation on our show as a poker player, I understood it. Yeah. You know, he he wasn't trying to slow roller. He just didn't realize that her bet had already put him all in. He was just trying to see if he could put on an act to to get her to commit more more chips to the pot. And uh, by the time he had put his money in, he realized, oh, God, she's already got me covered. So it was all for nothing, and people just took it as he was trying to bust her chops. Well, Corey has written for uh, All In magazine for many years, and uh, I just asked him. I hadn't seen it out for a while, and uh, looked on their website, and the last issue I saw was from this past winter. And he said they're kind of on a hiatus right now. They're trying to make a deal, but, uh, you know, the poker magazines are having a hard time surviving sometimes uh, all over the country. And uh, right now they haven't published in, uh, I guess, probably about... uh, eight, nine months, so uh, he's uh, trying to look around for maybe another place to ride or, or something, but he's a great uh, stud player, and we'll probably get into some of that for a little bit, uh, some of the uh, strategy there, uh, a game that you grew up playing. Uh, that I some. loved playing. I used to love, I mean, that was the only game, well, unless, uh, unless you were making five a game. Five-card draw. Well, but. yeah, but that that kind of died quicker. I mean, once seven card stud took the, the the big lead. I remember. Did you ever play cards with your friends when you were in college and yeah. stuff like that? Yeah. 
You know, it was seven well, card stud, and then we whatever were, we were games we like, made up. Like baseball. Well, that's what I'm like saying. That, made yeah. up games. Uh, you know, baseball. Follow Fo- the queen. Follow the. Well, we used to play it? wolf. Well, well, we called it follow of, the queen. Okay. So the card after a queen would be wild, you know, and uh, but most of the games were played in a seven card uh, format. So, you know. Board games were, you know, strange to people. They didn't understand it, which now, look at this now. Now the big rage is Hold'em, Omaha, you know, most most board games. Right. Uh, so anyway, Corey is going to join us. Uh, either, I don't know. I think Corey probably will be with me next week. Uh, have him coming in the studio here, so hopefully that will work out okay. And then Mark Perlman also is going to join us. And Mark uh, has his own niche, which is uh, Omaha 8, uh, Split or Better. And eight or better. And yeah, I'm going to miss not seeing Mark here. He's such a great guy. Yeah, real good guy. He's living up in uh, Boca now, right? Yeah. So he said yeah. Yeah, it's a little further north than, than, than we're used to with Mark. Former poker dealer and also a floor guy over at Gulfstream. Now he's uh, concentrating he his on his school. play. He's run his uh, dealer school, which uh, Joe worked with him on that. So I uh, always look forward to having Mark back. And he's going to be uh, probably two weeks from t- tonight, uh, two shows from now. Uh, will be Mark's night, and then uh, Joe will be back after that. So uh, that kind of mixes things up a little bit. I always enjoy that. Not that we uh, like having well, you let on. Me, let me tell you, I miss being here, but uh, you know, I, I can't pass up these opportunities that they give me to run these. Oh, poker, absolutely! I'm to help, glad them, you're doing well. Help them in any way that I can with the PPC people at the Poker Tour. Okay, well let's uh, let's move into uh, the Poker Hall of Fame nominations, which came out uh, after a two-month period that the public was able to nominate players. Uh, they tabulated all the ballots, and they have come out now with the uh, announcement of the 10 nominees for the class of 2016. And uh, it's not going to be an easy choice. Uh, we have uh, uh, six of the seven. Well, there's three new players, and six of the seven were on last year. And then uh, the, the final name was someone who was on in the past but wasn't on there last year. So let's run down that list for you. The new guys on the list are Chris Moneymaker. Uh, who you th- who you would think would be a slam dunk, but some interesting arguments against him because because uh, he's, he's more responsible at, and well known since 2003 as kind of an ambassador for the game, which is really not one of the qualifications for the Hall of you, Fame. You know, if you were on a debate team, this is something where you could probably you know land on either side of the debate and and have a good argument for and against. Right. Well, it's uh, there's no question that he was. Uh, you know, very much uh, responsible for uh, the poker boom back in 2003, 2004, and, uh, and right in that time, uh, after winning the uh, main event in 2003. Uh, but, you know, uh, Daniel Negreanu has uh, talked about it. We'll get to that in a second. And uh, talks about why he wouldn't vote for Chris Moneymaker. So we'll get to that in just a minute. The other two new ones on the list are Eli Alesra. And Todd Brunson, and Brunson, of course, has been on our show before. And he, uh, he's not one of our favorites. He's not one of our favorites. Not one no. of our favorites. I mean, he wasn't a great guest, unfortunately. He's had some success. Uh, that first name you mentioned, Eli Lesra, is a name that I know going back to the '90s. Uh, Eli used to do quite well in a lot of tournaments back then. You'd always hear his name every time you'd, you'd see a televised tournament, and you know was was consistently doing well. But the fields were obviously more like a couple of hundred back then to the thousands of entrants that we have now. Right. 
Well, I wouldn't be voting for Todd Brunson if he was the only one on the list. <laughs> so between now, yeah. between now and Sukas, Dave, uh, he can he can wait on the sideline. Dave Dave takes it a little more personal when when our guests are not as entertaining as he wants them to be. Uh, the one who's back on the ballot after being off last year is Umberto Brennis, uh, very much a character. I, he had a little shark uh, card protector a few years ago that. Uh, Kind of uh, got him Represented some attention. the Costa Rican uh, community very well, his country really well. I thought he was quite entertaining, and he was quite a successful poker player, you know, many years ago. I, I haven't heard Umberto's name in a while, but, uh, you know, somebody that I, I don't think I'd have a problem voting for him. He was very entertaining, and I think he helped promote this sport. Yeah, no question. Uh, the, seven, the six that are back from last year, Chris Bioran, Bruno Fitusi. Carlos Mortensen, Max Pescatori, uh, Matt Savage, and David Devilfish Uliad, who passed away last year. And really, there was a big run from the public on uh, getting him in. He did not get in, but he's back on the ballot this year, so we'll see. Um, a lot of people are, uh, and I know you probably feel the same way, Carlos, feel that Carlos Mortensen is, is really someone who should be I believe he definitely deserves to be there. He's been a top-notch poker player for many years. He's a main event winner, you know. There isn't a whole lot he hasn't already accomplished as a poker player. And, um, you know, they've, they've argued that a lot of international players haven't made the Hall of Fame. I think, you know, and we do, and this year's nominees, there's quite a few of them, actually. And, uh, you know, I, I think, I think he'd be well-deserved getting into the Hall of Fame. Well, Daniel goes back, and he say, he takes a look exactly at what the ballot says. You know, for induction into the Hall of Fame, you must be a, a player who have played, has played poker against acknowledged top competition. Which everybody, Carlos has. Everybody falls into that one. Uh, you have to be 40 years old at the time of your nomination. You must have played for high stakes, played consistently well, gaining the respect of your peers, and stood the test of time. Uh, so he said, you know, you got to get all five for me to vote for you, says, uh, says Negranu. So uh, Chris Bjorn falls into that category, Brunson uh, and Carlos Mortensen and David Devilfish Uliad are the, are the four that he feels are in. Fall now, into all of that? Yeah, now he says, now, if you're a non-player, you must have contributed to the overall growth and success of the game of poker with indelible, positive, and lasting results. And, of course, uh, Matt Savage meets that. And, a co- and obviously there are people ahead of him that have been nominated and, lo- and named to the Hall of Fame. Linda Johnson, a perfect example. Uh, a couple years ago, who was the fellow that... Uh, uh, oh, Jack McClellan. A couple yeah. years ago, Jack McClellan was uh, was the one who uh, was uh, put into uh, the Hall of Fame, and he, of course, was a because tournament director at Binion's for years. Right. You know, he's helped this game grow. Right. He's helped the game grow. Now, you know, does Daniel give his reasons why he wouldn't vote for Moneymaker? Yeah. Out of the five, what 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 part doesn't he what what part doesn't he say that uh, Moneymaker qualifies in? Because I, I'd love to take a stance for a few moments on either side. Okay. Uh, well, first of all, he talks about a lot about Carlos, and he said, you know, here's a guy who really sticks out in his mind because he's won a main event at the WSOP. He's won a and the WPT event, he has two uh, WSOP bracelets, three times uh, he has won tournaments on the W World Poker Tour. 
He's the all-time money leader on the WPT and $12 million in tournament earnings. So he said, you know, it just falls in there. There's just no question. And maybe the player who has the highest return on investment in tournaments of anyone over 30 years old. So uh, he's kind of a part-time player. He doesn't play a lot of events, but he said uh, what they do is basically the people who can vote for this, they get 10 votes, and they can either give them all to one player or they can split them up between whoever they want. So, okay. So he hasn't decided yet exactly and, and, what it's going to be. And the voters are, to refresh the memories of our listeners, what are the voters uh, are? People who have been in the Hall of Fame, been already elected to the Hall of Fame, uh, and then there's uh, certain uh, poker writers, writers and right? uh, media people who okay. are involved as well. So that, I think there's a, uh, I don't even know the exact number, but I'm guessing about maybe 60 or something like that okay. that have votes there. Uh, as far as Moneymaker goes, uh, he says that, uh, you know, he said he should be solely judged as a player, not the stuff he's done uh, promoting uh, the game oh, over the I, years, I, the interviews he's done and that sort of thing. He says, uh, you know, these uh, years as, as an ambassador game just simply have no relevance to this election. So he should be into the players. And he only picks, well, says that he uh, falls into two of those categories. He's, uh, he's over 40, obviously, and he's played against top competition, but he hasn't played consistently for high stakes. Uh, only playing the main event mainly for years. He's been, a, you know, an accountant and, and done some other work and has not been consistently a top player. And uh, not only for the last, uh, he came on the scene in 2003, so 13 years, I guess, is standing the test of time, borderline maybe, uh, as far as he's concerned. But uh, he said he just there's other players on this list that are are more qualified. That, and and I, I have no argument with Daniel's... Um, assessment of moneymaker there dave but we do have to take into account again like i said he has played against top level competition but daniel is correct and i'm sure chris moneymaker will be the first one to tell you for many many years after he won the main event you know no one respected his game as far as the top notch players were concerned because you know he got you know he had a great run i don't want to say he got lucky he played very well to win the main event but he had a great run, you know, that Cinderella run. Now, and he had the, you know, <laughs> the advertiser's dream of a name, Moneymaker, right. okay, to have won this. But I think you have to give him a little bit of credit, maybe not Hall of Fame credit to get into the Hall of Fame, but you have to contribute to the game. And his contribution was having won an online satellite and just having the explosion of online because of his name because of his personality. Well, he's a good guy. He's, he, he was very nice to me this nice year. Gentleman. I did a quite a long interview with him uh, before he started, and he gave me the time. And uh, he's done a lot with poker he stars. He has been a great ambassador to the game. He really has. But to be honest, he's won the main event. What else has he won? No, he hasn't. He had he, a second in the head-to-head competition. On national TV, on right. NBC's head-to-head. He, but I don't think most people game, out there could name another event that he's won. His game, but... His one his one win because of when it came has well, the time, changed yeah. has changed poker. Yeah, it has. It no really question. has. No question. You know, his name and the style just it exploded. Would have we would we still be here today without Moneymaker? Probably. I don't know if we would have gotten here as quickly as we have. You know, it may have taken a little bit longer if if you know, the public didn't clamor to know about this guy. His story was just so great, yeah. you know, and, and all the advertisement, you know, all the propaganda that went into building that. 
I don't know, Dave. I know I was excited about it. You know. Well, if you if you went out on uh, to the World Series of Poker and interviewed a hundred people, how many of them do you actually think would recognize him as a as a as a great player or even as a good player? Okay. Well, not let, not that many. Let me, really. No, but let me turn this around on you. You go and ask a hundred people the name of most of these people well, on they're this know list, his name, no and who's gonna, what yeah. name do you think is going to get the most recognition yeah, out they're there? they're going to know his name, and Money there's no maker. question that he uh, inspired a lot of people to pick up the game and to play and turn professional, and it was basically the fact that he was a nobody that, that qualified, and people said, if he can do it, I can do it. Okay, and I believe Moneymaker made $2.5 million for first place that year. Right. Okay? Now... The guy who's won the biggest prize, okay, we can ask a ton of people, okay, and this only happened over the last few years when he won a $12 million for first place, the name of that particular main event winner, and we've had him as a guest on our show, and I guarantee you more people, if you asked 100 people, you know, 70, 80% would say, I know Moneymaker, and, and I don't think they could name who won the biggest uh, first place prize in the main event. Jamie Gold. Jamie Gold, exactly. Uh, Greg Raymer uh, kind of is in a somewhat similar situation, although he has really won a bunch of tournaments uh, on the Heartland Poker Tour and many things. Uh, he's been a tremendous ambassador for the game, far greater than uh, Moneymaker, by the way, uh, for the work that he's done with the PPA and trying to get online poker back. He's done, you know, Chris has done a good job, too. Uh, I don't want to belittle that, but uh, Greg Raymer, to me, is uh, you know a very recognizable person, and, uh, and I think he's an excellent. Poker he's player. an excellent player, as as I watched last week and, and saw some of the great hands that he played on the, on the in day four of the. Of if the you main didn't event. think he was a great poker player, winning the main event and then coming back the next year with a thousand people, more people in the field, and finishing in twenty fifth place, and finishing in twenty fifth place, you know, listen, right there, he proved he was a good player. He's been a great ambassador. What may keep him off this list is some his 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 uh, his views on certain things in the world, and obviously he had a little, you know, uh, blemish outside uh, with with something in, in you know that happened. But he's I think he's been a great ambassador to the game. Very smart man. I enjoyed having him on this show, and every time he's spoken to him, he's been great. Okay. I agree. David Ulliott is uh, probably going to get in this year. Uh, there was, I don't want to say a backlash, but a lot of people support him because he passed away in April 2015 of cancer. He's obviously he's from Great Britain, so uh, you know maybe some, there's American players that are, we're not familiar with him as much. Uh, you know, and he's obviously contributed to the game. So my guess is that uh, Mortensen will get in this year, and Ulliott may get the second spot, but we'll have to wait and see. Which would be fine because you'd have two international players getting in, and and the argument over the last few years has been not enough international players. And Matt Savage in. certainly deserves uh, a lot but of. But Matt will have a little time. He's he, got time. He, to, his story he, is not yet he's, written. He's still getting that resume in order. Exactly. By the time exactly. it's finished, he's gonna he's gonna walk into the Hall of Fame. Exactly. Uh, so anyway, that all comes up uh, with the voting. Uh, of the voters now, I will go ahead and uh, do their voting between now and October. I guess October 26th is the actual induction ceremony, so we'll look ahead to that and uh, see what happens. Anyway, uh, always fun to talk about uh, great players. Uh, it kind of reminds me, uh, and this is this kind of open another can of worms, but um, I saw an article, and I didn't get a chance to read it, so I'm going to go back and try to find it again. But someone said, uh, how would Stu Unger 
fair in today's poker world because basically everybody turned into a bunch of Stu Ungers uh, playing super aggressively. And uh, a lot of people wondered how he would fare out there uh, in a whole different era. Stu Unger had a completely different mindset. He he was just fearless. Yeah. And I don't, you know. We have a lot of fearless players now. Yeah, but let me tell you. Man won what three main event titles? Yeah, and the only man back to ever back. Did, back to back and won another one. You know, his personal demons is what took him down, unfortunately. But yeah. he was an innovator in this game. Well, we'll look ahead to uh, talking more about that down the road. Uh, go back and find that article, and maybe we have a nice discussion. Maybe you have Nolan on again, Nolan Dalla, to talk about that. that we haven't had cool. him on in a long yeah, time too. Will be. Of course, uh, he's probably not. Uh, he's probably avoiding some uh, some of the spotlight these days, well, but we'll see. Doesn't look like anything <laughs> has stuck there. So no, I think he's fine. Yeah, I, I think he's fine, and uh, we of course wish him all the best. Yes. Uh, let's uh, head to break. We'll tell you about Gulfstream Park once again. Uh, racing uh, continues at Gulfstream Park. That is their uh, main focus, but the poker room is our main focus when we head in and uh, play the tournaments. They have. Uh, Tournaments nightly at 7 p.m., different uh, costs, different uh, chip stacks, and you can find out all about it by calling the Quoker Room at 954-457-6336. Talk to the brush there and find out exactly what's happening, or just pop by. Uh, you can don't have to go to the races, but if you like that, uh, certainly is worth a look. Uh, you don't have to even bet to really enjoy yourself at the racetrack. It's a beautiful track with a great view uh, from the finish line area, or actually any part. They have a little... Uh, uh, tiki bar area on the up toward the uh, first, uh, the end of the first uh, straightaway, and then at the top of the stretch and the back, there's places to go there too. And there's really all kinds of great food and stuff and action there. Of course, inside they have the slot machines and all the promotions involved with that. And the poker room has its loyalty rewards program. So if you go there regularly, you can earn some money and win uh, Golfstream swag some free play on the slot machines, and, and all different kinds of things. It's just a great place. And that's not even mentioning uh, all the fun stuff out in front at the uh, Village of Gulfstream Park, which has the restaurants and shops and stores and bowling alley and uh, the karaoke places coming. There's just so many great things there. You just got to go there and walk around, kind of like Disney World. Listen, you know, you, you walk around all day and you still haven't seen everything. If you're there to play poker, you're going to have a great time. It's a great room. If you're there to watch the races... Put some money in the slot machines. You're going to have a tremendous time. If you bring your family, you can enjoy all those things, plus have great restaurants, all everything else. I'm telling you, like you said, it's like Disney World. There's so many things to do there. You probably can't do it all in one day. Absolutely, and it's the, it's really a great place. Located in Hallandale Beach, which is near the Dade Broward line, just north of the Dade County um, uh, Golden Glades Interchange. You head to... East over toward the beaches from 95, very easy to find, and it's on the corner of Federal Highway and Hallandale Beach Boulevard. Uh, you can't miss it. There's a 110-foot statue out front of Pegasus, and they'll have the big Pegasus race but in January, $12 million race that will be very exciting time there. Of course, this weekend, Girls Got Game betting challenges at the Sport of Kings. Check it out on Saturday, $50 in advance, 60 for the day, and uh, ladies will pick some of the races, get some free vouchers, win and place vouchers. Uh, on six of the races, and of course there'll be plenty of other things, including a buffet lunch and a cooking demonstration from Michelle Bernstein. So check it out, give them a call over there, uh, and you'll have a great time. Gulfstream Park, welcome to your playground. This is Poker Action Line. Hi, this is Big Dave from PokerActionLineRadio.com. I want to let all avid poker players know about a great new lottery game that was developed by one of our sponsors, Atlantic West Management Group. 
This game is now available worldwide on the Internet and will be served as Place Your Chips Caribbean and operated on the Internet as an international lottery by Atlantic West. The Texas Hold'em poker-like game is perfectly legal everywhere and presented as a lottery game with tickets available on the Internet. You can win pick six lottery tickets and cash prizes by using your poker playing skills. It's open to lottery players worldwide, and right now this game is in a play-for-free test mode, and you are not obligated to purchase anything. You can get 50,000 free play chips per ticket for the purpose of evaluating the game with no prizes awarded until the game goes live. A lottery customer can purchase a ticket with a unique number that will grant them entry into one of many Texas Hold'em poker tables with a chip stack and like a lottery game, the prize value will be based on ticket sales. That chip stack will be valid for the remainder of the week as players can access the site as often as they like to try and take the chip lead. At the end of the week, the highest chip stacks will be awarded lottery prizes, and if you lose all your chips, the lottery ticket becomes null and void. As with regular lottery games, you can purchase as many entries as you like. However, each ticket stands on its own merit, and much like the regular lottery, the results of multiple tickets cannot be combined toward a prize. The name of this game is Place Your Chips Caribbean, and you can access a live demonstration of the game right now at www.placeyourchipscaribbean.com. We believe that when it goes live soon, there will be a heavy demand for this game, as most lottery players would much rather have some say in the outcome of their lottery result. Their odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the Play for Free demonstration and hope that you will join us when the Play for Real game becomes available later this year. WFO Radio NHRA Nitro is all about the NHRA Full Throttle Drag Racing Series. Join Joe at 7 p.m. Eastern each Tuesday night for the first edition of NHRA Nitro. Featuring the NHRA's Alan Reinhardt. Race winners stop by to talk about bringing home the Wally. Every Tuesday night, following NHRA national events, NHRA Nitro is available on demand anytime on the WFO radio application and at WFORadio.com. Back to the show. Final segment coming up. Uh, we kind of uh, basically just uh, wing it here sometimes on the show when we don't have guests, and uh, that's exactly what we did tonight. So we're kind of running short on time. And, uh, I want to save that uh, Pocket Aces uh, article until next week. I'm very curious to hear that week. myself. So well, not even next week. That. It's probably going to oh, be a couple of weeks. Yeah, that's right. Save here. that for when I come I back will, on the 5th. <laughs> I will send you a copy of it, though, so that you have it coming in. So and that we will probably make it. a better discussion. So uh, you can you can take the opposite side if you want to. No, well, listen, I'm going <laughs> to give you my when I folded aces, when I should have folded aces, and I'm sure Ed addresses those Yeah, he in does. his article. He does, so I'm very curious. I've always enjoyed his writing. It's helped my game. I'm sure he's helped a lot of people over there and uh, who read his articles and his books. So, um, I'm, you know. I enjoy his his whatever he has to write. I usually enjoy it. Uh, a couple of interesting things that I'll just briefly mention. Uh, Phil Galfond has a site called RunItOnce.com, a training site, and he is talking about getting into real money online poker uh, in the first quarter of 2017. So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, you know, kind of taking a chance there, I guess, but uh, we'll see what happens uh, if he gets that underway. Uh, a couple of other things I want to mention. There was... Uh, some action uh, with Jason Mercier. We always talk about Jason, but uh, 
uh, on th- the Twitch channel, PokerStars Twitch channel. Um, he had a thing where he uh, was going to provide commentary on a special uh, super high roller event where he was going to have his thoughts while he was playing, which is very interesting. I didn't get a chance to see it, but I'm going to go back and see if I can catch it online. It was the big uh, uh, WCOOP uh, high, super high roller tournament that he played in. And the cards are on a 15-minute delay, but uh, he would comment, and then Jason uh, Somerville was also going to be involved in that uh, podcast, or not podcast, but uh, so what? Twitch he was channel. he was going to give us an insight into his thought process while yeah, he was playing while the game. Yeah, he was playing the game. Now, of course, it's on delay, but and I don't know how he was going to do it without giving away his hand to other players that's, there. Yeah, that's 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 the thought running through my head right now, especially for a, an event with that high of a buy-in. Uh, I guess it was a hundred. Well, it's online. It's online, so the other players probably can't hear what he's saying. I'm thinking about this. Yeah, right now. I guess they could work right. out that way. So you know, he could be saying his comments. They may publish yeah. them 15, yeah, 20 even minutes if you, later. Even if you have Twitch, it'd be 15 minutes later. So, uh, uh, and it's and it's kind of a, a new step for Jason because in the past he has kind of stayed away from giving advice and uh, really uh, give, even giving interviews regarding strategy because. Uh, he just uh, he doesn't want to help other people out there, but he kind of relented this summer, basically uh, discussing thoughts uh, during his No Limit uh, Do Seven Single Draw bracelet that he won, uh, or right before that tournament, uh, talking about that game and some of his strategy there. So it didn't seem to hurt I, him there. I don't think it's not so much that he didn't want to help other people; it's so much as you don't want to give an insight to how you play your game. To yeah, top, people can to use it against poker. you. There's exactly. no question. Uh, the other thing I was going to mention was uh, obviously these players that are in the November nine uh, haven't stood idly by. They're out there playing. Uh, Gordon Vallo won a big tournament. Uh, he won at Windstar uh, in uh, I guess it's in Oklahoma. He won the main event there, twenty five hundred dollar main event. It was a chop, a five way chop, but he took home over uh, almost six hundred thousand in that wow. one. Wow! And one of the other guys, Kenny Hallert. Uh, won the Party Poker Grand Prix event. Uh, 4,600 players in that one to win 65,000. And uh, they both uh, obviously uh, continue to play. Vaya was down here and made a pretty deep run at the Seminole Hard Rock. Uh, but uh, said the happiest player uh, for those results was probably Cliff Josephy, who is the chip leader heading into the November 9 and basically sent out a tweet saying, Keep using up your run good, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a great line. And, uh, you know, it's uh, we saw a couple years ago that uh, I think it was was a Mark Newhouse that never played in between. Uh, the uh, two back-to-back final yeah. tables. And, uh, and finished ninth in both of them. Yeah. So it uh, didn't work out that well, well for him, to be honest. The disappointing but. one had to be that second one. Because the first one, he was came in in seventh or eighth in chips. So there wasn't a high expectation, but I believe he came in third place in, in chip counts into that second fine back-to-back final table. Well, what, do you, what do you think about that, about not playing versus playing uh, in the other time? Do you need to work on your game? Do you need to uh, get away from the game to kind of uh, refresh your mind? Or uh, you know, are you hurting yourself by sitting out? I think I, you are. I, I, I believe that your need to... Especially after that long run in the main event, you know, that's 100 hours or give or take uh, here to get to the final nine. I would imagine most of these guys took a break, you know, for a week or two, okay? Then you slowly, I would imagine that I would, if I was me, I'd want to take a break just to, you know, take it all in 
enjoy some of that, you know, take a little bit of a vacation because it's such a drain for over 100 hours to be playing at that level and that intensity. Then I'd want to get playing, Dave, because I'd like to keep my game sharp. Right. And I'd love to play right up until maybe a week before, 10 days, maybe two weeks, and then take that rest and kind of get my body into the into the the place that I wanted to get but, to. And the but keeping state. the game sharp uh, is that isn't that kind of overrated a little bit? No, it's not like you forget how to because play. Because okay. you don't want listen you you want to be out there making sure you're still making the right reads. Remember, you went through a stretch where you know for these nine players a lot of things went right. You know, and we both know in the poker world that's not always the case, and. Did it go right because the cards just fell your way, or did it go right because you were playing well? You were making the right reads. You know, everybody there had to have gotten a couple of lucky things, but, you know, you made the correct reads. You picked off a bluff. You made a bluff. You, know, you want to see if you're still in that zone, and that's what, uh, what Joseph is talking about. You know, you've, you, you, every poker player experiences the, the big run. Every poker player experiences that, that great run. But you know you have four months in between this, and you want to make sure that it, it wasn't just a run, but that you're reading opponents right, right, that you're still making correct calls, and obviously you have to do go into a lot of the teaching where other players, like we found out before with uh, Raisner down here, and it's how some of these people set up their friends. I, everybody has their own little technique to it. Myself, I'd like to try to stay sharp, and then maybe a, a week to ten days before, shut it down get my mind in the right spot, get my body, do everything, get the proper rest that I that you need so that you're sharp when, when, when the final table begins. Right. Well, we'll look forward to it. And uh, don't forget to check out the shows on ESPN, maybe mainly Sunday nights uh, opposite, of course, Sunday night football. But uh, I wish we, it was we, on we, demand. I wish it was on demand. Well, it is. I, I, I watched you the first watch episode it? on demand. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're well, adding, ask they're adding them the on air. there. They're I'll ask you off there. the air so I can watch and, that. That's and, a lot and, and by the way, it's very obvious that uh, Mr. Kasuf is going to be the star of the show here. Uh, he <laughs> already made an appearance in the first episode. So we're going to check that out. Over Not Stacy's best friend in the world. Yeah, obviously. Uh, anyway, uh, that's going to do it for the program. Joe will be gone next week. He's not actually AWOL. He's uh, all. Oh. <laughs> Away with leave. Yes. So we're giving him leave to uh, do a couple of tournaments uh, in Iowa and uh, Kansas over the next couple of weeks with the guys from the PPC. So, uh, If you listen to us out in any of those areas, please come yeah. out and say hello. Say hello. Please join the, sure. the tournament and, uh, you know. Absolutely. And Joe will be back in about three weeks. And uh, in the the interim, we'll have Mark Perlman on. We'll have uh, Corey Zeidman on. So it'll be great shows and, uh, you know, a little bit different point of view uh, from some of those guys. And uh, both are uh, excellent mixed game players. So we'll have some fun talking about that over the next couple of weeks. That's going to do it, though. We'll catch you next week on another edition of the show. Uh, Don't forget to pick us up on our website or on uh, Hold'em Radio Network. Uh, the Poker Fuse podcast page, as I mentioned, or on Stitcher.com. Check it out, and uh, we'll welcome you back next week to another show. Thanks for being with us. We'll talk to you next week. Uh, I'm Big Dave Lemon, along with Joe Rodriguez and our producer, Gio Ochoa. Thanks for being with us tonight on Poker Action Live. The views and opinions of the hosts, guests, or callers are not necessarily those of the station, its owners, advertisers, or agencies.